protesters torched and vandalized 24 schools last week. Learning and teaching and business operations today are still at a halt as the boycott of services continues. Minister David Matlobona joins us on the line. Minister, thank you very much for your time. Good afternoon. Very good afternoon, afternoon to all your listeners. Can you tell us what have you done so far today? Who have you met with and what have you seen? Well, uh, our meetings are going to start this afternoon, where we are meeting with certain community structures. Currently, we are busy with uh, the executive main councillors and the other leadership. We are going through various streets here, uh, ensuring that we clean up uh, these roads. Uh, you remember that they were blocked certain people to be going on in a village right now in Mashau. We were clearing the debris, the stones, so that the movement of people can be much easier. And so that those who want to go into their business in town, those who want to access uh, social amenities like uh, medical, social grants, they should be able to profit. And we're also interacting with communities around the road. Minister, who, who is behind the destruction of, of these schools, the, the damage to property, the burning and torching of these classrooms? Well, um, as you are aware, the community had a concern about the demarcation process, which uh, is within their right to voice these issues. But uh, unfortunately, some amongst them, they chose to exercise their right and affect the rights of others by engaging in a shutdown Burning school facilities and other facilities, including uh, the high in terms of disruptions. There are those that have actually arrested that appeared two days ago in the courts, of which it has been reminded to the 16th and the 17th. But uh, our work to continue to do the arrest and link those uh, actual work behind the operation because uh, the majority of the people that were caught right now, we can link them uh, confidently to the actual arsenal destruction, and some of them that those who are organizing. But we're expecting to do more arrests, especially to deal with varying leaders. Mm. Are, are these protesters being led by criminals in the area or a political party with an agenda? Well, um, it, it's not easy to say right now. What is happening in our own assessment is that um, uh, this genuine concern of these people has been hijacked for certain uh, interests. One of the interests that was picked up was a question around the economic benefits that will actually accumulate and others that might lose the economic benefit in terms of the movement, in terms of the demarcation process. But secondly, the issues around politics, where certain people might be affected in terms of the leadership position they hold within their own communities. And then lastly, to agitate this community, someone had to use a tribal card on the basis that if you use tribalism, use racism, or use religion, those are the things that can actually divide communities that we've seen even centuries ago. Those are the three main issues that are there. Which do you believe, which, Minister, which do you believe is the most critical issue? Because this has been well reported. A lot of people have been writing saying that this is not an issue of tribalism. Many of these communities lived together peacefully for many years. What's really at issue here is a trust deficit with local government officials and also a, poor, a, a failure of governance in the area where local leadership do not trust that the services will be provided to them. It, it seems as though it's this political opportunism when government fails, there can be protests. 
Well, uh, there is always an issue when people are going to be uh, exercising their right to complain to government because either there is a, a government failure or service delivery failure. Mm. And the, the disproportionate way on how we are actually dealing with the question of providing services. That's what actually becomes a problem. So our inability to communicate, to say what are our plans, when are we going to come to this community so that deliberately development is seen to be a balanced development. Because other communities, if they see development on the other side, then they'll have issues to raise. Ultimately, these matters of leadership, issues of governance, if they are not hanging it well, then they become a security matter like we're dealing with as a security situation now, of which our political management could have been mm. much more different. So, Minister, let's deal with the security issue. After the first school was burned, how did a further 22 schools get burned if the proper intelligence and security was being done on the ground? You know, there's something that you normally don't take a conversation uh, around certain issues. Yeah. We always had an intelligence that there are issues that have been raised with authorities and checked with the people that must resolve the issues. But when they don't resolve the issues timelessly, everybody wants to blame intelligence or security services. Mm-hmm. When the first school was banned, there were policemen and women that were deployed in this community. One of the things that has been one of our challenges is about the policemen being deployed in their own communities when they actually the whole community is going to a particular direction and you as one single policeman we are taking a direction when your own family becomes vulnerable hence when we're to actually to cover the ground and deploy more people outside of this province or outside of these communities we're able to bring it uh, uh, down like there's not been incident for more than 72 hours plus uh, 24 we, we actually have enjoyed about three days of stability uh, three days of stability but the reality, this era is vast, and in terms of security resources, we got to be overstretched. But it does not necessarily mean that there were no law enforcement agencies on the ground. Mm-hmm. They Min- were overwhelmed by the situation. Minister, you know, this is something that, that the public have said before. Why don't you deploy police from a different area? I mean, when we spoke to our reporter on the ground, uh, Minister, he, he told us that the police were not even deployed at the schools. Most of them were outside municipality offices. They were guarding the grocery store. They, they weren't guarding the schools. You know, if you know how many schools are here, uh, um, it's very impossible to have all the numbers that you need. Remember, the country's being overstretched. You have issues right now in Cape Town, issues in Guazulu Natal. And with the limited number of uh, resources we have, we get to be overstretched. That's why our strategy was to be able to increase our visibility. We had to do the question of stop and search, of which we have done well. But remember also that the other departments have a responsibility to safeguard the assets, like your education facilities, your libraries, and so forth. These are the things that this government was saying, let's be able to secure the infrastructure. Remember there's a school safety plan that uh, all these schools and the SGPs, they must be able to deploy. But it was impossible for this community. This area is vast. It has been on the ground from one school to the other the, in terms of these uh, villages that we're looking at. It has not been an easy task. Mm. Minister, you know, we, from our understanding, there are about 50 or so schools in, in the area. Do you feel you have enough manpower on the ground to protect those schools? Well, we, we do have enough manpower, but as you know, the responsibility to secure the country is a societal responsibility. That's why we're working so hard with the leadership. Even some of the traditional leaders that are in these communities, 
they were actually putting men and women to look after their own schools, and they were trying to complement that work. Mm-hmm. Communities are the best defenders of our own democracy. Because remember, these children that are being used, these are the children that are coming from one homestead or the other. We know, they know them. And it's better that the cooperation between police and communities should be strengthened at all times, including the arrests that we have made. Intelligence services, working with communities, we are able to pinpoint directly who has organized or at what point. Mm-hmm. That's why we say let's bring them to book. Even traditional leaders are saying, you know, at irrespective of the position a person holds in the community, whether politically, whether from a traditional community, we must not be able to have any fear or contradiction to act. Mm-hmm. Minister, just one final question. I mean, if, if society were prepared to take on the responsibility and saying, you know, we are responsible as a society for what's happening in Vuani this afternoon. It doesn't matter if you're in Cape Town, if you're a low-income earner or a high-income earner. We're responsible for the society we live in. Do you think you as state security minister can take and share some responsibility? Do you feel like you're to blame for anything that's happened in Vuani? Why should we be blamed? Because uh, as I was saying to you, uh, every all of us we should be able to, when we take a responsibility, let's stop this issue of finger pointing. One of the issues that we need to deal with is the violent nature of our protests in our country. That's the conversation. And all of us, we should have the responsibility to actually have a civic education, awareness, and educate our people. Then these issues that before they become violent service delivery protests, it starts somewhere around issues of governance, around issues of delivery, around issues of engagement with communities, before they become security issues. But when it becomes security issues, we should also be able to know that security alone, without the other role players in the value chain, we will not be able to contain the situation. One of the things that we must be able to do, we must give credit where it's true, that these men and women in our uniforms, they've tried to contain a situation where society, that must be able to actually put our heads in shame to say we've allowed so many schools to be put, to be put on fire, our children's future has been taken backwards for a number of years. Well, as government and political parties and communities, we could have handled the situation differently. That one is admitted that we could have done it differently.